Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score. Gotta have a little fun, Groats. Gotta be able to, you know... You know, chuckle a little. I know you, you don't on, know what's man. happening, but... You know. Oh, no, I had no idea. I mean, you really built this thing up, so I I want to be excited, okay. but I'm also a little on edge. I'm a little I'm sitting up in my seat. You know what I'm saying? It's called the tease, my friend. Hopefully. We have all suffered from your tease. <laughs> and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Yes, this is what we've been working for. <laughs> hey, Groats, but you were hot from the corner, though. <laughs> I the was corner, hot from the corner. Was... Double G with the rock to the rack. Tone it in a foul. <laughs> Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, G&G in the building, 670 to score. Hanging out with you guys on a Wednesday hump day. Got a lot, nice little show. Leave the leave music up. Alex, yeah, man. Leave it up What's for a little energy? bit. G&G yeah. Music Factory. Coming I'm in for it. Yeah. Produced by Alex Kuhn. Alexander. Alexander Kuhn sounds like definitely more like a DJ. It does. Oh, jumping, dude. jamming, Alexander Kuhn. No, no, no. On no. B B B B Nobody does jumping and jamming anymore, bro. Neither one of those. Was it a jumping and jamming Julian Perez? Julian Jumping Perez. See, they still do it. <laughs> no, that was in 1983. <laughs> Not in 2023, no more. He, he was running for Alderman. Did you see that? Hmm? He uh, uns- Oh, he is? He, uh, no, he did. He unsuccessfully ran for the Aldermanic seat in Humble Park. Oh, well, that seems like a precipitous fall. Shout you out. can't deny him, man. That's ridiculous. Shout out to the winner, Jesse Fuentes, who I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Shout out to Jesse Fuentes. Guy or girl? Ooh. Oh, you got me in spot You got to Google. No, 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 Google it. No, 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 I'm not going to Google it. I'm going to say it's got to be a girl. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't think you would have asked. I'll let people Google it. Oh, okay. No, honestly, I'll J-E- be, I'll be it J-E-S-S-E? No, no, no. I'll, I'll be very clear as to, re- as to the reason why I, I, there's a level of uncertainty there. I'm uncertain of the pronouns. Oh, okay. So I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, say it. I understand. So you so. were actually asking me. You're like, is it no, man I, or woman? I realized uh, after I, know, I asked the question that that was not probably right, not the best path. We're going down a very exactly. tricky path here at six oh three. And Mark Grody oh, here at six yeah. seven. Lean into it, baby. Lean into I it. I did. I wanted the vulnerability to be there, which is why I said it. Was. it. Well, and done. I wanted that to be a part of the thing. And we but, had a little fun with it, and now we're going to move on. And now we will be vulnerable about our feelings regarding the Chicago Bears. Yes. And that's what we will be talking about the majority of the day. We get an opportunity to chat with Ruthie Polinski at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. She's going to hang out with us. Matt Verderam, if you're going to be on the road for a little bit or listening to us on the Odyssey app, is going to be hanging out with us in the 8 o'clock hour. And then we're going to dissect a bunch of stuff, you know. we got some Bulls play, the uh, MLB playoffs. Uh, but most certainly, Groats, this, uh, this game against the Vikings is something. And we want to open up the phone lines right now. 
Mm-hmm. Literally, the phone lines are open. Shout out Alex Kuhn, who already opened them up. Bears thoughts, Bears questions. We are here to answer those for you or to uh, just partake in the conversation about these Chicago Bears. Jordan Addison seems like he's uh, in, dealing with some injuries. Justin Jefferson making his way to the IR. Uh, KJ Osborne, a guy that, you know, is catching 50% of the ball thrown his way. And TJ Hawkinson, if the ball is near him, he's most certainly going to come through. But should the Bears still be worried about a team like the Minnesota Vikings, Gross? I mean, of course, but just to comment on, like, the Justin Jefferson part, him not being there changes them enormously. Yeah. It really does. And, you know, Matt Eberflus was talking about today, and, you know, he – he was funny because he used the word when we asked him, you know, the advantages of not having to deal with Justin Jefferson, his take was, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the rest of the guys are just normal people. And then he kind of backtracked and was like, yo, the Justin Jefferson is elite. And it's a good distinction to make. Like that's a good word. It's not like he's just like a great, like he's not just a number one wide receiver on the team. Duh. Justin Jefferson is elite. And when you don't have to deal with an elite player for a defensive coordinator, as Matt Eberflus is, you could sense the relief when we asked him that question today as he was answering it. Of course, because we know what that means. Justin Jefferson, 36 catches, 571 yards. To put that in perspective, T.J. Hawkinson, 30 catches, just six less, 254 yards. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson's averaging over double of what T.J. Hawkinson is. So when you're looking at their weapons, and that's their second best weapon on the team, Jordan Addison hovering right below him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you have you don't have that number one guy. It's like if, if Justin Fields didn't have D.J. Moore. And Dalvin Cook is not walking through that door anymore. Oh, certainly, thank God. In Minnesota. I mean, he was always like there are not many running backs in the league that you have to think about before you play them. And Dalvin Cook was always one of those guys for the Bears. And the Bears had some nice games, too, in the, the Akeem Hicks era going up against Dalvin Cook. I just remember a lot of good battles between Hicks and Dalvin Cook. But the fact that he's not theirs is another thing you don't have to worry about anymore these days with Minnesota. Yeah, because then now they're not purple people eaters. They're not. They're just Kirk Cousins. Cool, that's a pretty cool slogan for you. You like defense. that? The purple people eaters? That's pretty cool. No, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, it's is it intimidating? Mm. Is it Monsters of the Midway? No. Just when you put together people eaters, like that's the part. Like the purple part isn't necessarily too imposing. Yeah. But the people, people eater. Yeah. No. The purple and you know, the alliteration, purple people, until you get to the eater portion of it, then it <laughs> fails to be an alliteration. <laughs> True. Yeah. I look at where the, the Vikings struggle. They only have one interception on the season, uh, and that just happened last week. 32nd in time of possession. They pass the ball a lot. Kirk can't, Cousins. Yeah. Kirk Cousins can't necessarily run it much. So, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to take the ball away from you, and they're going to have a few three and outs somewhere in their progression because they throw the ball so often. So it's, that's, can you capitalize on those things? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, I love questions. About Kirk Cousins? Yes, please. Average, wait, below average, average, good, or great? Definitely good. Yes, that's the word. Because like, he is like, everybody's got an opinion on Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's one of those guys because he's not elite, but he is a good quarterback. And he takes a lot of crap for the, his loud fails at times. But this is a guy who can and has 
hurt the Bears before. He's a good quarterback. Yes. That's what he is. When you're looking at his last growth, you're looking at four out of his last five seasons, he's had a QBR over 100. Completion percentage for his career is 67%. Thrown for 4,000 yards his last three seasons. Thrown for, oh my God, (laughs) thrown for 4,000 yards in seven out of his last eight. Seven out of his last eight seasons, he's thrown for over 4,000 yards. That's amazing. I did not know that, but that just tells you the sort. Like, when it's all said and done for Kirk Cousins, he will have some pretty – never going to be a Hall of Famer or anything like that, unless he has some sort of, like, Rich Gannon revelation in his career, one of these – like, Ken Stabler, one of these late-life quarterbacks who discovers it all. Or is like self-realized or actualized, but I I don't think that that's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. But to your point, yeah, man, this guy has always put up good numbers, and he'll make some dumb plays, and he'll help you out. But you know, to be reckoned with, I guess is my point. Always to be reckoned with, despite the the lambasting he takes nationally. He's thrown four interceptions in their first five games. He threw fourteen all last year. He his touchdown interception ratio right now is two and a half to one for his career. That's nasty. Yeah, that's nasty. Two it and is a half nasty. To one? Like two hundred and sixty-five tutties, hundred and nine interceptions. Mm-hmm. And Justin Jefferson hadn't always been there. <laughs> Facts. But here's the thing, right? Uh, we were talking to Ron Johnson yesterday. Myself, Anthony Heron. He's the sideline reporter for the Vikings. Oh, Ron Johnson is. Yeah, Ron Johnson. And he was telling us how. The Vikings are going to do nothing but blitz the Chicago Bears until they figure figure that out. And then once they figure it out, they're going to go back to blitzing them to try to get them to you know adjust and see if they can figure it out again within the same game. And I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of a defense, even though Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings are, are turnover prone this season, I'm fearful that the Bears might not be able to cause that turnover, mm-hmm. giving the Vikings more opportunities to score, and then that might lead to a game where you know, the Bears end, might end up losing. So you don't trust that they will be able to apply the same pressure to Kirk Cousins that they were able to provide against Washington? You don't see it? Absolutely not. I mean, first of all, Washington's offensive line was banged up. Yeah, Minnesota's got a pretty good offensive yeah, line. So that, They're banged up that. too, but they, they actually have been playing banged up and have been playing very well. Offensive line wise, Minnesota yeah. that is. Just unfortunately can't find can't create a hole for Alexander Madison. Yeah. They're running. Yeah. Back. That's the biggest issue that they're facing right now. But he's not Dalvin Cook. And if you have those expectations, that you know, that's where you're gonna be underwhelmed. Right. But, well, I I mean it'll be interesting to see if based on what you just said yeah. about Minnesota gonna be a little more stalwart and stopping the rush. If Matt Eberflus will be aggressive the way he got towards the end of the Washington game in terms of dialing, dialing up the pressure. Will he maybe do that earlier in this game? or Because the want, the instinct for Matt Eberflus, because of the nature of the 4-3 defense, is to be conservative. Like right. That is, the, that is the, the, the base, if you will, in their brains about that defense. Apply the pressure with the four up front. But, man, if you want to really start winning and turning this team and this franchise around 
yeah, there's some like we were just talking about games. You need to start continue to do that, or you're just gonna have another bad loss. Or we're gonna be talking all the bad things, especially if gross. You know, the four three defense you're talking about, where you're being conservative, you're playing that cover two, you're expecting pressure up front. That comes when you have talent at every position, or up, or at least average or above average talent in those spaces. Three techniques. When you don't, when you don't, you have to be creative. And listen, if if you're gonna tell me, you know, as a fan that the new identity of the Chicago Bears is going to be an aggressive one that blitzes, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Because I'd rather a quarterback, you know, beat you on a blitz, on man coverage, or, you know, not getting help over the top, than allowing him to sit there and just peck you apart or pick you apart. You know? Right. You, you take your chances on Absolutely. Kirk, even though Cousins has been good with the, the pressure against him. Yeah, it doesn't mean – Right, that you don't do it. It just means be aware and coach these guys up. Show them where Kirk Cousins is most likely going to go. So this is another big coaching week, I think, for the Bears. On the other side, too, speaking of pressure, that that is what Minnesota does. Like their defense, sixty percent of the time. Is that the percentage? I, I believe you know we have the we have a cut from Matt Eberflus talking about that, and he actually gives some of the numbers. But yeah. Sixty percent. That's crazy. Of the time they are putting, there is pressure going towards the quarterback. So Twenty-seven screenplays on Sunday is what we're going to. Yeah, say. yeah, Dolly, maybe, Dolly maybe. But the, as a whole, the Minnesota defense has not been particularly good this year. So I don't want to get carried away in thinking that this is going to be a repeat of the of the famous Cleveland game where Justin Fields gets sacked nine times or that kind of pressure coming at you on the yeah. end. We're not talking about that, but it's just something to to keep in mind. Um, you know, and the Bears have hopefully they have found something in their offensive line now that it looks healthy. Gross, let's go out to the phone lines. Yeah. Uh, they are open. We are taking your calls. 312 644 6767. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on 670 to score. Going out to Chad out in Champagne. Chad, what up? Fellas, what's going on? And making jokes of me on the phone. I am on the Audacity app, if you know what that joke is, because okay. you clip me all the time on the radio, but that's okay. I. I spoke with uh, your awesome producer, and I really wonder – I want to not stop your conversation because you guys are killing it this evening. Thanks, but Chad. this week it seems like yeah. there's, there's – yeah, am I here? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're Keep good. Going. You might want to turn the radio down, but go ahead, Chad. Oh, I got you. So yeah. it's it, it sounds like we've had some positive talk for Justin Fields this week, just talking about the game and everything else. And it's in relation to the Caleb, Caleb Williams pick, which is a huge topic, of course. But, man, pick down. Pick pick so far down because I really I really like this kid a lot. He's sitting on the bench when we lose, and he's, like, taking it personally and in. He's not talking about money. He's not talking about anything other than he wants to win. And, like, you don't find that kind of attitude. Caleb Williams, I believe, has already been talking about he can make more money on an NIL contract. And I, I understand he is a huge talent. There is always huge talent. I get it. So I really love leaving fields where he's at and building on this kid. Like the offensive line, like you guys are talking about, Jess is getting healthy. The secondary hopefully will get healthy, which has kind of been a big piece of why that 4-3 doesn't work so well. We need to blitz. But that's the piece that's been hurting, and I really and today there were there was talk today of about coaching and everything else. Honestly, Justin Fields needs a Mike McDaniel mindset behind him. That dude loves his quarterback, and he tells him that all the time. Like he's open about it. 
but I also love an old school Dan Campbell in your face. We will not lose if we will not lose not trying. Like we don't. I don't feel that at a press conference. I don't feel that for those guys. Yeah. And it's it's I I don't know. It's the biggest missing piece. But man, I got to tell you, this kid needs to be fully supported by his entire Thanks, team. Is coaching. I get it, and I, I understand what you're saying. We definitely want him to be supported. I think that's what we all we, everyone's wanted for Justin Fields, right? As he's been here, I take issue with, or I wish I could have asked uh, Chad right there. Chad, Chad, uh, I wish I could ask him. You know, did he feel this way two weeks ago before the Broncos game? You know, well, like, he have was, you been he, feeling this he, way week zero or weeks one, two, and three? That's a great question. I mean, he was touting the stuff about him that we already knew though like the that he loves to win and all of that at least that's what he puts out there so i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt thinking that he did stand behind him it is interesting i mean i do understand why the script has changed for a lot of people like it changed for me as a matter of fact the way i'm watching the bears now again is strictly again based on do the Bears have a quarterback? Dude, I can't deal with you. Do the Bears have the, a quarterback? You're the biggest, like, like, you're the biggest, like, calm me down and and keep me, like, even keel. And the the, the the glimmer in your eye when you were saying that right now, the the smile that Mark Grody had as he was talking about Because I thought Fields. we lost him. I know, I but thought it's, we it's lost so him. I thought we lost Justin Fields. <laughs> I love it. It's like an old friend that moves away, and you're like, oh, I'm never yeah, going to see him yeah. again, and it sucks because you kind of liked him. He's back. He's back. He's back. Like, in two, well, that's what it did to my – somebody asked me this, like, to take the reporter hat off. This is just Mark Grody yeah. watching the Bears. So I just want people to know that when I cover the Bears, I will cover every single aspect of it. But, like, Mark Grody, the fan, not brought down by having – to be a reporter is just like I care about the defense and everything else that's going on with this team but I am back to do we have an elite quarterback is he going to start to do that every week and is can we now start to talk about building around a quarterback instead of do we have a quarterback okay. and I don't know that we I'm not right I want to be clear Gabe as you would say let me be very clear very. let me be very clear that's my Gabe Ramirez bears impersonation are, bears are so bad let me be very oh. clear that I am not saying that Justin Fields is there yet. I'm not like, yep, he's a, I got to see a lot more, okay. but I'm back to thinking about quarterback. <laughs> what are you laughing at, man? Because I love it. You're like, he's not back, but man, I'm thinking about it. Oh, yeah, a lot. A lot. I told you, he's <laughs> the, he moved away and he's back. <laughs> All right, so here's a question I have for you in the car, and then I'm going to get a specific answer from Mark Grody on this question as well. Because I, too, have reservation when it comes to Justin Fields. But I've placed an actual number on the amount of games that I still need to see before I can make a proclamation. Okay. And for me, that number is three. In three weeks, they'll have played, uh, let's see, the Vikings, the Raiders, and the Chargers. At the end of those three games, I feel like I will be able to make a complete assessment on Justin Fields. Mm. Because those are teams that are, I would say, are in the range of where we think the Bears are if they're playing at a decent level. And so it's either you you crap the bed and you go over three, you know, something like that. But it's three. So again, line, phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. You might be there already on Justin Fields because that contingent of people does exist. And I would love to hear from you too, because the answer for you then is zero. Justin Fields is there. You need no more games to make that proclamation. But I'm curious as to how many more games you do need. Is it the rest of the season? 
Is it three like me? What's that number for you? 312-644-6767. We'll get your answers, and we'll hear from Mark Grody as well on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on Chicago Sports. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio 670, the score. I mean, they're probably going to make you know some adjustments, but I don't see, you know, Minnesota speaking, I don't see them changing who they are uh, because of, you know, um, the week that we had the week before, but you know, I do expect uh, them to, you know, cloud a little bit. You know, we, we, we know they're a high-pressure team, so definitely got to get ready for that. But, um, I mean, yeah, I don't think a team's going to fully change their identity of who they are, you know, the, the way they play the game, um, you know, their base coverage and stuff like that. Just because, you know, we're having success, they're probably going to you know, go in the game trusting their guys that, you know, they, their guys can get the job done. So, yeah. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That was Justin Fields talking about the Vikings, the team, and he is our superstar. Kind of like Connor Bedard, who had his debut yesterday. Did you hear? Did you see the statistic? I just got this from Kevin Lapka. Number one overall pick, Connor Bedard's NHL debut averaged 1.43 million viewers on ESPN. It's the most watched regular season NHL game ever on cable, excluding the Winter Classic. Blew me away. I heard... Parkins talking about that. I was chatting. He teased it, and I asked him off there, and he told me the same. I'm like, I was like, are you sure about that? I was like, <laughs> are you sure about that? Yeah, I mean, he said, well, I got some caveats, but the caveats were what you get yeah. regular seat. That is monstrous, and I, I, but like, I'm inclined to say, yeah, kind of get it. Um, it like people love phenoms, so everybody's been told it's not just in Chicago. The the NHL hockey watching right. world has heard about this kid and has been hearing about this kid since he was 10 years old, so everybody wanted to see Connor Bedard. So I kind of get it, but it still is impressive. They did a fantastic job just, like, kind of pumping up the game, doing, like, pre-game press with Sidney Crosby yeah, and Connor Bedard. Cool. They did a really, really good job of that. So I could see where the buildup would be, a young, old kind of coming together in that moment. But his second game's here. I got I, I laid the money, plus 200 to, to make a goal today. And listen. He shot five. He had five shots yesterday, most on the team. Most on the team. He hit the over because it was. I it think was four. It, was it four? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was like three, but oh, close. whatever. So they, they got You're the gambling guy. I mean, every 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 site has different props and different oh, gotcha. things. So could have been that. Okay, but I bet him to make to to score a goal today because I'm like, they're gonna want you to score. And you're 18. So back-to-back games, the older guys are probably gonna be a little bit slower. You're the 18 year old that can play 27 games in a row. You're going to put up five shots again. I'm assuming you have a 10% success rate. Plus 200 took it in the door. You are shrewd, man. That is some smart 
talk right there. I, I like when the odds are in my favor. Yeah. So. I like the way you went through like back to back games. Some of the other guys are gonna be they're gonna need your eighteen year oldness. All those Blackhawks players are all like twenty one though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the what veterans, I learned. The veterans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I learned watching the Blackhawks game last night, other than yeah. just being intrigued. I did actually uh, I only watched in full the third period of the game last okay. night. So uh, and I heard them, you know, the announcers summing up his game. It's not, you know, the way they saw it. He played very well. Um, there was a goal on his, I think the first goal, the Blackhawks first goal, I think he was on the ice. Mm-hmm. Or he had an assist. He had the assist. And he had the assist. So yeah. I will be watching that one closely. Hopefully you guys are doing the same. But he is the superstar of the ice, superstar of the field. His name starts with a J. And Justin is most certainly that. But are you ready to to crown him such? That's what we're asking right now. 3 one 2 644 67 67 Did I say that right? How many how many games more games do you need in order to make a declaration on Justin Fields or are you there already? I said 3. 3 games is what I need. I need 3 more games from Justin for me to just be like, "All right, I'm back in and have googly eyes." Groats, you had a, a whole commercial break to think about how many how many games would that be for you? 4. So you need one. So I'm taking the over on yours. Yes. I'm going to 4. I need 4. I think it's a bye week after the I Chargers. Just, I think we've just seen so many bad games from Justin Fields that it would to to me it I feel like I need at least 4 games to get that completely four, out of my do, system. Do, do you need 4 games good or bad or you need like 4 games of good in order to declare him? 4 no, no no no. 4 games, four games of good. To assess him, to assess him in, in property. Yeah. No no no. I think no, I'm saying I need 4 more in this streak of his yeah, like I need to keep on seeing this. Some more two seventies. Yeah, two three. I'll take a three hundred. I was there. being conservative. Yeah, no, I know, I get right. it, I understand. Let's go out to the phone lines and see what uh, you think. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Girls, you know we love our, our our people that call in from outside of the state. So we got Jason in Atlanta. Jason, how many more games you need before you make a declaration on Justin Fields, or are you there already? I'm already there, brother. I'm already there. Justin Fields, we don't get generational quarterbacks like that in Chicago. I'm sorry. Did you feel like this two weeks ago, Jason? Hold on. Did you feel like that two weeks ago when the first three games he was just playing like a third-string quarterback? I I felt like that from last year, watching Justin play. Our defense is the biggest problem. We give up more points than we hold than, than we score. Justin has been holding, has been playing football and giving us more points than we've been, than we're used to with our other quarterbacks. So to see him putting up the points, but our defense not able to hold anything. I mean, if you're giving, if you're scoring twenty and giving up twenty two, you're gonna lose every time. I get it. Does he realize that the Bears were gonna trade Justin Fields to Atlanta, where he's calling from? No, and that, that wasn't gonna happen. A lot of people started to link that. Still, people still linking that. I was saying, yeah, because he's from there and they need a quarterback. It's a perfect match. So people were like, well, we're yeah. all playing GM. Of course. It's a fun game to play. Ryan Pace. Is Ryan Pace still part of the yeah, Atlanta got, Falcons he, he, organization? I believe he got a promotion. Of course he did. This offseason. Of course. Rich get richer. Let's go to Jack out in Wisconsin. Jack, we're asking the question, you know, Justin Fields has had two good games, but it's it's tough, right? Like as a fan, after what we've seen over the last couple of months, to really make the declaration after just two. So how many more games do you feel like you need to see from Justin? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep, got you. Okay, great. Uh, You know, I think you got to give the kid the season. I mean, that's the boat we're in either way. You know, he's here this season. Let's see what he can do. 
and he's put together two pretty good games. Hopefully, you know, maybe it just took some time to for the offense to click. Maybe people weren't doing their jobs. Maybe he was just not trusting what he was seeing. Really just hope he can keep putting it together. I think it's really premature to start talking about Caleb Williams. I know the draft Knicks have already deemed him a generational talent, which is what they said about Fields coming out of the draft a couple of years ago. You know, I watch a lot of USC games. My father-in-law is from California. We watch a lot of these games, and I see a kid who's got all day in the pocket. He's got – he takes the most time to throw of any quarterback in the Power Five, and all his wide receivers are wide open every game. Who does that sound like to you coming out of college? I mean, <laughs> are we going to – so I think we just feel this, this season. Let's see what he does. But if he puts up, you know, 3,500 passing yards, 500 to 1,000 rushing yards, I think we are absolutely out of our minds to move away from that for a kid who could have the exact same problems coming out of college. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And, Jack, I appreciate the call. And I think that it then brings up the question that we kind of were talking about a second ago, Groats. And, you know, let's say Justin, you know, because everybody likes to do that. Let's say he plays at a Pro Bowl level. Let's say he puts up 40 touchdowns, like whatever it is. So I like to do those things too. Let's say he is that guy that throws for 35 and gets 1,000 yards rushing. But, you know, you still haven't seen him be consistent in, in, in fourth quarter drives to win the game. Oh. Or coming from behind. So now you have a Kirk Cousins-esque like quarterback. Wow, I was just thinking that name too. And so, like, are we okay with that? Because I, I got to tell you, listen, and I, and I, and I want to remain consistent in my thoughts of Justin Fields. And it is that, actually, I want to be consistent with my thoughts on the quarterback position. If you do not have a top 15 quarterback in this league, then it's okay to try to go out and get one that, does fit in that mold, right? Or that, that, that will be or can be in that space. Because if you don't, then you're not going to win consistently in the NFL, and you're not even going to have a chance to win a championship. Justin Fields, for me, at this moment, that's why I need more games, it falls outside of that top 15, and that's okay. It's not like I'm hate. People think going to call it hating. This is just me looking at it for what it is. You have an inconsistent quarterback that you know, hasn't shown that he can do it in the fourth quarter or make some sort of comeback. Just gave up a lead in Denver two weeks ago and had three opportunities to close the game or, or win it and didn't ha- didn't come through. So I, I'm, I'm fearful of those things, Gross, alongside. So then that, that's where the question comes in. Like, 35 and 1,000 just can't be the metric that we're okay with, right? I think that – oh, man. Hmm. That, see, that I, I am conflicted on that. Like, I mean, because, like, how did you get to those numbers? Did he – I guess you're adding in that he hasn't had the big fourth quarter right, like I finishes. Said, if we're going to hold true for Justin Fields throwing over 3,000 yards, then, yeah. I think it's, then, then I think it's okay for me to then say, and then he still does not, is not coming through in the fourth quarter. Because if we're trying to create these scenarios to then give opinions on what direction we'd move in, then I want to throw that one out there too then. I think it's okay if everybody else gets to do it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely fair. I think it's also fair to ask Bears fans and you, do you – Hmm. You you mentioned okay if he doesn't if if he's got that fatal flaw in the fourth quarter you said okay then he's Kirk Cousins would you be willing is good okay we we used right. that word earlier you said what is he? about Kirk Cousins and sometimes good is a dirty because because we all want Justin Fields to be elite you want him to be the franchise you win because of quarterback which none of us have had in our lifetimes none of us have had that but would you accept good because 
relatively speaking, you should accept good based on what the Bears have been. Here are, here are your 9 through 16, and this is from The Athletic, just using all their deep metrics to talk about quarterbacks and, you know, everything like that, right? So I'm just going to tell you what their what who their 9 through 16 is on their list. Okay. Matthew Stafford's number 9. Jalen Hurts is number 10. Anthony Richards is number 11. Garoppolo, 12. Geno Smith, Russell Wilson. Joshua Dobbs, Dak Prescott. That's your 9 through 16. Justin Fields falls all the way to 19. 19, okay. And is that an, a, a refreshed list? Yes. It's not like something from the beginning of the exactly. year? Okay. okay, exactly. This is something that's fresh. This, this is fresh. Somebody hit the refresh and it's just, button. It's just, it, again, it goes back to pointing out, you know, where you view Justin. Because like I mentioned, your, your, your 15th best quarterback in this list is Joshua Dobbs, right? Yeah. Like Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Anthony Richardson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, like, oh. Russell wasn't. They've already got Anthony Richardson ahead of, or they have him ahead of Justin. Have you Fields. watched? Have you watched some of these games? I mean, it's impressive. The Anthony Richardson. He's, a, he's, he's yeah. a quarterback. Okay. Like an actual quarterback, not yeah. some, you know, I run fast and I throw the ball. Yeah. No, he's a quarterback. He yeah. can. He right. Other things. He's so big. Oh yeah. But that's what makes him so intriguing, and that's why he's in there. <laughs> I saw some of that close up. Remember the the dual oh, practice? Yeah. I was doing play by play. I remember how how in, like you were like, oh my god, this is this is so amazing. <laughs> you know, he was monstrous. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Then, that. then I stood right next to him. I was like, wow. So, but, but yeah, Groats, I, I admit I haven't watched him very closely. And, but Groats, here's the thing: in order to win in the playoffs, you got to be in the top eight, mm. nine. Mm. Like we're talking about nine through sixteen. Yeah. Like I I need you in the top ten. So if you're so. Okay, so we should. So scratch, and I'm doing this in real time too. Maybe I need to scratch good. You do need to be great. Like, should we accept good? Maybe not. Maybe I take back what I just said. Yeah, top 10. And based on that stat, yeah, having a top eight quarterback. All right, Justin Fields, it's back on. You got to be great. Yes. You got to be great. And that's what everybody wants. Yes. Why? Because we want to win. Yeah, because we see everybody else doing it with their great quarterbacks, and if Justin Fields right now was three and two, no one would like be saying any of this stuff. Hmm. You think three and two? But with those numbers, yeah. Okay. Three and two. I thought you were saying sack twelve like, games left, and you think you're well, going to go okay, six no, and six? You're not. You're not I had you're to not. make sure that you were saying yeah. with the same numbers that were involved, because like sure. if if the Bears were like ten and six at some point in the season, and it's because special teams and defense and and the offense sucks would we be excited well now we're really creating fantasy land really <laughs> how different would the conversation be if they won the denver game even oh yeah yeah two and three yeah yeah that would have made I, no, a difference I, I don't think i don't think it'll make a difference it would have made a difference because people are because the conversation is about justin fields Right, so the conversation still would be there. Like the the performance. Oh, would be okay. There. So you keep in the fact that. So you get a victory, yeah, whatever. But but Justin Fields still blows it in the fourth. Are we still leaving? No, that no, no. He's, he, Alex Kuhn is yeah, saying so you the won the game. Win. Right, right, right. But I'm saying I think the narrative would still be there, assuming they didn't blow it, that they just had the lead and then they didn't. You know, what I mean, they yeah. didn't. You know. Tough. Justin Fields. It's tough yeah. to be Justin Fields. Let's it be very is. Clear. There's so many different what ifs about him, aren't there? <laughs> and it's like. God, that we're even here. Quite frankly, I'm just going to say it. It. It's a blessing. We are blessed. To do what? We are blessed that the quarterback has looked good two weeks. That's where the bar is. We've been happier in these last two weeks, most certainly, than we have in quite some time. It's changed everything. It really has. I mean, really. Like, I'm being a little goofy here right now, but the that 40 to 20 win 
we're not talking about any of the bad anymore on the field or off the field. Yes. And there was so much of it. It was like a tornado out of control. <laughs> Final score, Bears 40, Washington 20, and everything is different. Take your call. I love it. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Jose in Buffalo Grove. Jose. If you're, uh, Jose, what's up, man? Uh, talk to me about Justin Fields. Thoughts on him. How many more games do you need to make a declaration? He don't need no more games. Justin Fields ready to do what he has to do. My only question is, what would have happened if we would have drafted a offensive line for him or even spend the money this offseason and just give it to him? Because he he runs the ball. He could pass the ball. We got the receiver, even though last year we had Mooney. Uh, I don't want to talk about Claypool because I don't think he was the guy that we thought. But at the end of the day, I don't think we need any more games. I just think that there's so many flaws. We, you don't got a good secondary. The coach made a bad decision to not kick a field goal. Uh, I think he has everything we need. Uh, he's in his third year. Uh, if the guy plays really hard and even wins a couple of games, everybody's going to be like, it's okay. We got Kate Williams next year. So he's pretty much playing to be a backup. Because- <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. That's funny. That was a journey right there. I love it, Jose. I hear you, though. I love the confidence in Justin Fields, and I can't get away from that. I just, I guess the, when, I, when I talk to you and you have that level of confidence in Justin Fields, I hope that you're seeing the finish line. Like, you're confident in him and saying, no, this is our guy, and we're going to win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields. Right? Because what else are you? What, no, what? No, no. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking oh, about, like, okay. let's say a guy like Jose yeah. who says he doesn't okay. need any more, or, or John from Atlanta. Okay. Like, if you're in on Justin Fields, I hope that, like, if we were to, to have talked for 10 more minutes just casually, you would have been like, yeah, he's going to lead the Bears to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, if they're if that not, high, Right, because he, he said doesn't need any more. He's convinced. It's over. It's done. He's it. He is that. And that's the second call. That's the second person that has said that. I don't need to see anything else. <laughs> Listen, that's what winning will do to you here Oh, in my God, yeah. All right, we're going to take some more calls on the other side. Uh, don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Phone lines are open, 312 312- 644-6767. It's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Pass is pulled in by Moore. Gets free. Washington gambles and lose the gamble that time. 56 yards touchdown. Fuller trying to jump it. Moore able to make the catch and then free to the end zone. And a 200 30-yard, three-touchdown night for number two. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Hopefully we continue to see a ton more touchdowns from DJ Moore. I was Al Michaels with the call right there. Shout-out to Amazon for the clip. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on 670 The Score. We got Ruthie Polinski joining us at 7 o'clock to talk more Bears. But right now we're taking your calls, discussing Justin Fields and you know, obviously, let's be very honest and transparent and open about what's going on here, right? Like, Justin Fields wasn't playing very well, had a couple of games, and now after those two, you're either one of two people. Justin Fields sucks, and this was just a flash in the pan kind of a moment, or the Bears are so back. And for me, I need three more games before I can actually make a declaration on Justin Fields to see how he plays against the next three opponents. Mark Grody said four, uh, but we're taking your calls. Seeing what you guys think is Justin. Do you do you not need any more games? Is Justin Fields already there? You made the declaration, or do you need some more? Let's go to Mike out in Lombard. Mike, how many more games do you need for Justin Fields? 
Zero. You guys are crazy. I mean, I don't know if you're watching other NFL games, but I'm telling you, what the, what the narrative should start being is how many more games do we give Getsky and the scheme to fit around our phenom player, Justin Fields? Are you watching the other games? Did you see the, the game between uh, Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence, the great quarterbacks in the NFL, with 11-7 to in the fourth? Uh, Trevor Lawrence on a 26-yard line, goes to get tackles, fumbles the ball. Sure, they pull it out because they have a defense. How about Green Bay and uh, uh, the Raiders the other day? I mean, if Jordan Love pulls that out by winning 18-17, they're saying not bad. Justin Fields has to score 30 points every game because their defense is awful. There was a guy on the score a week ago, a few days ago, Emory Hunt, who said, anybody who can see has eyes knows this is not Justin Fields' issue. If Daniel Jones had the Bears' defense of the last few years, couple years, He's a backup, not getting $40 million a year. 15 <laughs> touchdowns. You're looking at the score, guys. If you look at the stats of going back to Joe Montana, if they defense gave up 25-plus points 14 games in a row, they're losing. They have a losing record. And one other thing, when you keep bringing up, he can't come back in the fourth quarter. Look at the Miami game. Look at the Dallas game. He's coming back over and over no, and over. Over and over and over. You can't. Come on. Go watch it. I hear, I hear, I hear you. I hear you, Mike. I hear you, Mike. Did he say? Did he pull? Did he give us a Luke Getzky too? By the way, <laughs> yeah, Luke. I thought that might have been. I want to find out now. Was that the same guy who? I don't think you. I think I was hosting solo, and I had a gentleman call in, and he gave he dropped about three or four Luke Getzkys <laughs> on me. I think Gretzky's. it's possible. <laughs> it's Mike and Lombard. It's possible that that was the same gentleman. It I, appears, like, I like some of the stuff he was saying, but apparently he just has a thing for Getsky. I'm here for the, I got to be honest, I'm here for the for the no talent conversation. That part I'm here for is around him. Because you do see now a different type of Justin Fields now that he trusts in the people around him, right? Like, specifically DJ Moore. So I, I do, I can get behind that. And, when you look at the Bears versus any other team, or it's what it seems like any other team in the league, they are the inferior team when it comes to talent more often than not. So I, I can get behind that argument. I Again, you can't only talk about his good games if you're not talking about his bad games and then, and then excusing every bad game and saying that it's everything else except for Justin Fields. That's the part that I have issue with. Like, you have to put some sort of blame on Justin or feel as though there's some room to grow because then that's what you're stating is that that he's there there's nothing else to do for him it's ridiculous to say that, that you don't need to see anymore because these two games does not erase what was a often mistake prone quarterback who was not terrific at identifying open wide receivers point so, blank period that's it that's it so it's <laughs> it's silly to base it on and just like we gave like Justin Fields was given the benefit of the doubt in a heavy heavy duty way early on in his career it was never his fault and that that is that is understandable to some degree so my point is is we have been glowing of Justin Fields and so hopeful and over the top hopeful before so i believe that it has evened itself out to some degree but now yeah, he's got to continue to prove it over and over and over to show us 
that none of that, that this was all development and that we could leave behind past issues. And he was imperfect in this game. I mean, he did not, I mean, you could handle the times when he would overthrow his receiver. And I don't know, there didn't seem to be a good chemistry with him and Darnell Mooney on this night. And I think some of that might've been Mooney, not like running through the route completely. Sure. But you, you, there are still things that you need to see. Still holding the ball a, a decently long time, and I know that he had the luxury of doing that more in this game. But no, this, we don't just put away all of the issues that Justin Fields had based on two games. Absolutely not. And but you can say to yourself, right? And this is what we're not saying. You can say to yourself, oh, and this is why we said this in the beginning. Oh, it did look like there was growth. Oh, it did look like mm-hmm. he trusted DJ Moore a little bit more. Yes. Like, those things we can agree on. And I think all I'm saying is, and I think Grody is as well, with his uh, him saying that he needs to see four more games with Justin Fields. Now that we've seen that, can we see that in the next four games? So that then we, we all can be on board with whatever you're saying. So it's not to say, Mike, you're wrong or somebody's wrong, that you don't need to see any more games. Because we might then be in agreement with you in four more games, something that you already saw four games ago. Discernible difference. That was those are the two words that I always use during camp. I want to see a discernible difference, and I didn't see it in Justin Fields, and I reported that. Like discern, where is the discern? Like that, I could. We've seen it now. This there is a discernible difference in the way Justin Fields has played the last two weeks. I got you, and uh, we get to talk and continue our conversation about Justin Fields with Ruthie Polinski from NBC Sports Chicago. She's going to jump on the show and tell us how many more games she needs to see from Justin Fields before she makes a declaration because I'm certain she's not ready to make one right now at this point. Ruthie Polinski from NBC Sports Chicago joins us next. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody. Double G right now on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 